Oh, much more. I'll cut the camera on too. Fuck it. Gonna get to it. Two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. What does that mean? Two tears in a bucket. You had to bucket. be there. You had to be there. Yeah, I got my intro. The two type of niggas in this world are niggas with guns and niggas with buttons. Now, what are the guns? The guns, that's the real I'm a professional broadcaster. The stocks, you know, shit that appreciates with value. What's the button? Cars, clothes, jewelry, all that other bullshit that don't mean shit after you buy it. That's what it's all about. Guns and butter, baby. Little dumb motherfuckers. Damn, I love baby boy. Perfect. Just cause. So what were we just talking about? Samples. Oh, yeah, much got the camera on. Fuck it, that's oh, good. Oh, no, but even before that, we were talking about Karen Silva in that situation. Who? Karen Silva and the P- whole PR thing. Oh, Karen Silva, yeah, let's get into that. Let's get into KC. that for I read her book. You know how I felt? <laughs> Damn. But I understood, Shorty. I mean, she couldn't put it, she couldn't incriminate herself in a book. No, no, of course, of course not. But, like, bro, you didn't have to admit to Jason Lee that you got his shit hacked, bro. I'm disappointed in you. Why All you right. did that? So, what you mean? Oh, let me. Uh, how are you disappointed? Because, like, now she put herself in a position where, you know, he, he could attack her, like, legally and shit like that. She could she didn't have to say that on Clubhouse, where everyone's recording when it's live streamed. So, Jason, who is Jason Lee? The dude behind Hollywood, Hollywood Unlocked. Hollywood Unlocked, but here's the thing. Beyonce was filmed running away from him at the, um, <laughs> the Rock Nation brunch. <laughs> but, but, here's, but here's the thing, dog. Cause that's what type of shit he owns. Right. And that shit don't you can't you don't get no good shit coming back on you for that. Right. And that's so like Wendy I think, Williams. I think with her, I think with him, and he said it like, man, we both he was on Breakfast Club, we both done did our shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think I don't think it's gonna go further than that. I think other people may come out and say, Oh, this is what she did. But that's the only reason. They had they probably signed some paperwork. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world she admitted. Okay, to that. so real quick, because I'm I'm not familiar with the situation. Let's go over. So, all right. So, I guess we start from the beginning. Uh, Karen Civil, um, it was like claims that Karen Civil um, was like stealing money from like artists and shit. Up and coming artists. Up and coming (laughs) artists. So, you know, I think it blew up after Cam went on Instagram. Cam Ben said it a long time ago. Like 2016. Yeah. He said he had Ben said it and he kind of, the video had resurfaced like, and then he kind of said something about it again. Like, yo, I've been told y'all niggas, you know, this is the fuck we going on. This is Cameron. You know and, how he and she Shout had out to Cameron, a, a trendsetter and all things. Yeah, and then, you know. And everything. Lucas, like exposing niggas. And everything. Yeah, so Joyner Join Lucas goes and Joyner Lucas posts his contract and how he felt like he got, got taken advantage of, right. advantage of. So then all this shit transpired and they have a, they have a, a clubhouse. It's a clubhouse room. They have a clubhouse. What about um, your L.A. motherfuckers? This, this is the, the Which sounds clubhouse. dangerous because I, I was on clubhouse when it was heavy L.A. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Wack 100 was on there? Yeah, everybody was in there. So apparently Karen actually came in the room. Now, mind you, Jesse Wu. Yeah, that's what it started Jesse from. Wu, that's what that's it started where, from. And then it, it, it hit the plateau at Jesse right. Wu, I think. 
Because Jesse Wu had posted that she was in a law, uh, some legal shit. Right, with, with Karen Silver. Karen. And she she so made it, this event and invited her, like a fake event, invited her, filmed it, and like spread it around the industry. Yeah. I don't understood. I didn't I don't understand. understand that whole right. Thing like, what was it. the point of sending it around the industry? What did that do? So I think when I listened to the whole thing, what it sounded like was hey, this is an event that it was a private event from what Karen said and from what Jesse said. It was an event. Well, Jesse said the whole problem stems from that. And if it's, it, I think if it stems, stems from Stems from the serving of the papers? No, it was an event. If there was an event. And this event, like, a lot of times, like, in my case, people want me because I, I to an extent, I'm an influencer, but I don't do, I'm not a social media influencer. Hold on, wait, wait. So introduce yourself because this is I'm a TV much, show. damn it. This nigga think because we have roots and we just chilling. Man, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, much, God damn it, this is much. I'm in the cut. All, all like, clearly he's in the cut. All like minds <laughs> media. It's a scary um, He is the person like, um, that just be dotted through history. You just hit a name come up all the time because One he's involved in something. The voice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like from politics to music, all type of shit. So. So what were we talking about? You was at where Jesse Wu something shit oh, on yeah, the industry. We, the shit still sound. But week. like all that, Jesse Wu, Karen Civil, they were friends. They stopped being friends. Um, Karen Civil filed a defamation suit or something like that against it was Jesse Wu. Slander and yeah, defamation. Slander. And it's two. It's two. It was two actual. Uh, it's not two different suits, but it's basically like two different charging accounts. Yeah. So quick lesson, kids, pay attention. Um, when you get off the streets, the big boys. They don't use guns. They don't use violence no more. You come at me with the slander. What the I take you back to court with defamation suits. Hold you up. Tie you up to lawyers. You may not, you, you may mean, not 50, be able to afford. 50, I mean, prime example is 50 and uh, Rick Ross. Rick Ross, right. yeah. Like, them niggas dropping each other names. Like, he, because Ross dropping 50 names, like, he just saying 50. Oh, he's, you know what I'm saying? Niggas taking niggas to court. Like, oh, his niggas just trying to you know, run my name in the mud. da, da, da. I, I think that's just karma, but, you know, it's me. Um, but, yeah, back to that whole shit. I think with the whole, I, they had a, they invited me to a fake event, and they spread it across the industry. It's one of those things, like, a lot of events, they say they are fake. Like, I think she's even making fun of how the industry's so fake, too, because there's a lot of events where it's just really a PR stunt where it's you, you invited all these people to be in the same room at the same time, mm -hmm. and you got photographers taking pictures. I tell people all the time, pictures tell a, tell a, tell a uh, they say a picture says a thousand words. They don't say whether it's the truth or it's a lie. Mm -hmm. Just because you see two and three motherfuckers in the same room don't mean they get along, don't mean none of that shit. You feel me? That's mine. Y'all niggas got series, Siri clocking us. Hey, you know, but yeah, it's and that's what it is. I think at the end of the day, she felt like she was at an event and it was just like, oh, this is some fake shit. You know what I'm saying? And then spread it around. That's why I feel like the, the whole defamation and slander, yeah. all that. And then all the stuff she's been saying, she's been saying. All right. So Karen got on there, you know, and um, she she defended herself, but then she admitted to doing the whole thing with... Uh, Joyner Lucas? With, with, no, with, well, with the one thing, I bet I guess the, the height of the whole shit, the thing that came out of it was, yo, she admitted to hiring a hacker, you know what I'm saying, to, to hack Jason Lee because mm -hmm. of a post that was made about a client. Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? 
So Whoa. they later saying yeah. it was Nikki. So she like uh, what, the, what Olivia the, Pope. Olivia like, that's Pope. what she compared that, herself but, but, to. She was like Olivia Pope got to get her hands dirty. And that's the whole. <laughs> like, but but damn, she has the whole bitch. thing about public relations. That's public gangsta. relations is a very vague. It's like consulting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're consulting on the project. You have deliverables. I'm protecting you. And I'm promoting you so all look, in one. All mostly all a lot of business and um, trades and all the shit. It just oh, they all consulting. Yeah. Like when you go to a doctor, you consulting with them, right? And then they're giving you advice. So yeah. It's the same shit. So in the PR world, you know, a lot of people are getting confused with the the day to day job parts of it, the management yeah. part of it. But the wild cards come from. On um, what can the people who represent the brand or, you know, the agency, what can they do or what can yes. they provide? You get paid for effort, not results. Right. So, like like you said, we said um, Charlemagne, I don't know if he considers himself PR or whatever, but if he is, he don't even got to know how to use a computer. He's Charlemagne. He's going right. to walk you in the door. Right. And, and then, you know, with today's world, with that modern-day influencer, that's all influencers are is public relations to people because, like, you got people on social media who really advertise products and won't tell you because that's that's the whole allure of it that you don't know is 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 brand loyalty based on the relationship that that brand has. Do so y'all? We, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, go ahead. But like, I don't, you know, I don't want to call like social media people out, but um, no, do it, do it. No, I'm, it, not, I'm not saying. I'm not my saying question follows out. up perfectly. No, <laughs> and I'm not when I say I don't, don't want to call him out. I don't even know what. Got this time. Now that's a street fighter when you get hit. Oh. <laughs> you know, I ain't got no headphones on and shit. But yeah, I, I'm not saying it to call them out, but like, for instance, because I don't know what their particular situations is. Um, and then nowadays you're supposed to disclaim that, you know, this is a paid partnership with this person. That's why Instagram is doing that. Right. So Instagram sucks, you have by a lot way. of influencers who are getting paid and they're told not to do this. With the sole advantage of, yo, you know, we need to sell a product. So how do you buy in? Somebody got to organic, like organically. Organic so so that, that's, the, that's the thing. That's, so that's what influencers It's earned is. media and paid media. So, so influencers, like, um, you know, I was told to consider myself an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the gifts that we have are that we got such a subtle influence on a lot of people that you don't. You don't necessarily have to say, hey, look at this product. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, right. if I start dressing a certain way, some people might start dressing a certain way. Right. If I promote that I'm using this product in a way of just showing it organically, you know, they'll get traffic to that. Yeah. And and for the people who operated on Instagram, that it was more than just having a follower account. That's important. Having that organic guerrilla marketing tactic. Yeah. Like, prime available. example. Prime example. I, I mean, I, I guess we can use one of the one of the artists that we, we always talk about. Bird. That motherfucker was an influencer when he, like, to this day when he, no, when yeah, he came major. out. Right. So when you think about nigga, he took niggas like nigga. Everybody talking about uh, Jordan. Remember Jordans and Trues. Right. He did the Jordan blog every week. The True Religion. He educated nigga. That was influencer. I knew he was a real influencer when he um when he got Lagoonas popping because I hated those. <laughs> So I'm like, damn, he got the streets in the truck. You know what I'm saying? And that. that's that's really what that influencer tag is. So like, you got people who actually promoting brands and different things, yeah. and that's that's why now the game is so much more different. So where like, I don't think it's like I'm I'm a PR. It's more like the real public relations is like <laughs> higher up shit. How can I get get this shit 
to the next level. Because real PR is just unpaid media. Like, yeah. Let's be real. Advertising is different. You know what I'm but saying? that's why all of it's like combined it's, now. It is. It's yeah. always been a vague thing. And I think the reason why it's always been a vague thing because we know payola still exists. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> in radio. So And some people still want it to exist. And when we get in that organic space to where the controllers can't control what's going on. Like But that's what I'm saying. Like that's what was my follow up question. Do y'all feel like we're ever gonna get out of this social media era? Nah, it's no, only it's only like the social media is gonna be a marketplace. Right. If you if you look at it like how I look at it, like from a brand, like if you're a personal brand, is it's gonna be like, yo, I can I'm an Amazon, I could be on Amazon, I could be on Fanbase, I could be on Facebook, I could be on all these different places selling products. These are all gonna be marketplaces to sell products or sell my influence or sell whatever I'm trying to sell. Social media ain't going nowhere. It's just gonna keep evolving. Cause everybody's on the fucking phone. Like right now, this is basically like when everybody start moving out west looking for gold, like during that time, yeah, and like the wild wild west when it's new land and shit like that, everything new at one time. Uh, the EV car space new, uh, social media new, yeah, um, everything getting introduced to us new at one time, but it's not that like like if you was a big company, you know what I'm saying? You can look at the new shit. You got money to throw at it because yeah. what you've been doing is working. Yep. This is a unique time because what you've been doing ain't working while it's transitioning into something new, mm-hmm. and it's any man for himself. And it's it's super I mean any anybody can get it. It's so it's so disruptive to right now. Like if you having five hundred million dollars won't guarantee you had that uh, fifteen years from now. So I have this theory, right? That there's so much. I hate to quote this nigga, but there's so much fake news in the world and so many people could be um, misinformed and things of that nature that the world's going to shut down and they're going to limit <laughs> the amount of information that we consume or whatever on some Wally shit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, like, social media is just in general, like, I personally hate it. So that's why I I, I think I think people people loved it when it first came out right. people are going to start to hate it because now it's, it's business it's, it's straight business, business. And, it, and that's all it is and it's like you and that's why i think it's just going to be like every other medium i think it's just going to be something we tune into like you know it's always going to be like tv like, yeah it's, it's yeah. just going to be yeah, like yeah but TV. It's, it's like tv and 4d now like we used to just watch yeah. shit yeah, yeah. And like now you can our, interact with our, yeah our interactions was very limited right like, but but the thing is even now like it's so crazy um Derek Pearson um from Black Tech we we had a conversation about like how that influencer shit was gonna go like 2016 we was talking about how like influencer they was like really trying to get me to do the influencer shit and I was just like I'm not one of them niggas who gonna get on here tell her like be fake about some shit I can't do that right. I can't. No but you either have it or you don't. Like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I realized with influencing and yeah, shit like yeah, that. Either yeah. you're a micro um, influencer or a macro because anyone over a thousand followers is a micro influencer. Let me, yeah. let me tell you. But, let me tell you about this influencer shit. Because but, oh, but hold on. But, but to that point, it's like when the celebrity. I knew it was going. It's, it's it's to a point where it's oversaturated now because now the celebrities are doing a podcast, and right. so what's going to happen is the traditional media is going to transfer because TV is going to go. Yeah, TV's not for the TV gonna be around because it's, it's a screen. It's just gonna be but, that interactive computer screen. Yeah, just monitor. Yeah, it's gonna be the main thing. Everything on everybody gonna have a. a it's just gonna be different devices. Yeah. Just monitors, and that's gonna be screen. It's gonna be that's like a, look at it. it's a just Apple. Apple's gonna make the first TV. Big, well, not the first, right. but like the the one. 
that everybody's gonna want the t- Apple TV monitor. So yeah. this is what I was gonna say about influencers and being taught to be an influencer and all that. Everybody, listen up. You are born an influencer, just like some people born a genius, some people born strong and all that. You have you, it's something about you, your vibe, your um, you you're able to attract people. You only can be taught how to enhance that or turn that into a business. Okay. But you can't be somebody who's not influent, influential and learn how to be influential because that's, that's not in your nature. But you'll, get, you'll take all these courses, you'll set up the business right, you're most likely supposed to link with influential people exactly. or be the house where they all get their business done. Yep. I learned that in college, most like, definitely. That's, that's how that works. It's like it, most of the relationships. Um, it's a powerhouse. You're supposed to have a symbiotic relationship. Whatever you're lacking but you might be interested in, mm-hmm. you can go and attach yourself to it in a way where it still can be promising and fulfilling for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we all, like I'm a rapper, and I'm coming up from the times in the 2000s. Nigga, niggas weren't even thinking about being managers yet. Yep. We all rap first because that's always that was the limited view. Then we started seeing people, homeboys, become managers. Then we started seeing rappers get labels. Then we started seeing niggas become fashion designers and all that. So now we just like, nah, it's not that we all wanted to be rappers. Rappers was the only, being a rapper was the only way I can express uh, how I dress fashion-wise or get my viewpoint. Now, hip-hop is so big. You can just go straight to being a designer and it be hip hop design or, yeah. or in that in that realm. Yeah. So now everybody's mind is expanding. The world's like, at your reach. Like it's right. right there in your palm. You got a text? Yeah. I'm I'm looking at um rap in a way where like how can I apply myself to this not only as an artist but for business and shit. Oh shit, what Me? You looking at? Yeah, but like um Me? I had no, a text. Not you, oh. um, but um but yeah, it, 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 that influencer shit, like what I noticed is that like in my capacity as an influencer, I know which spaces I can influence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what people come to me for. I know based on what I say on social media, like it used to be like I couldn't, I had, I didn't have that gauge. Yeah. I understand it. But when I sat back, like the, the time that, you know, I'm, I'm in the back, I'm not really saying that I get to see, oh shit, I got niggas in Alaska fucking with Trapping Ain't Dead or like I ain't did Trapping Ain't Dead in the whole year and I got 250 fucking listeners in the last month from Tampa why the fuck I gotta go to Tampa you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I get to get that response and then I'm seeing different things like where my influence lies yeah. like I can go sell a black business product quick fast and hurry locally so if it comes locally like shit I can sell some shit I sold the crib clothing, I sold they fucking hats. I sold out they shit in a day. Right. So then from there, it's learning your conversion rate so you can go to the bigger motherfuckers yep. and be like, yo, the this funnel. is what I do. You know what I'm saying? But my, my impact ain't always social. It's like, yo, because I'm from the crib and I got this hat on, motherfuckers who see this shit, who from the city, they seen the hat. They was like, oh, yeah, I fucks with that shit. Or niggas who from Opalaka, like, I got to get one because I, I like the hat, but I got to get one that say Opalaka on it. So they call me. And I'm selling these hats. I'm the one actually selling the fucking hat. Not, you feel me? Not uh, the actual person who actually running the business to the point where he was like, yo, you want to come on as like a brand strategist and shit? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, that, I was and that's, that's, and, and that's me saying I'm not a fucking influencer, but this is the space I could. But you be. understand the space of influence. You know what I'm saying? You do have some influence in that space. So you understand the dynamic of being an influencer. 
It's like the person who understand being a quarterback better than the best quarterback, but they ain't got the arm for that shit. You know what I'm saying? In that particular space. You can um, be a coach. You be a quarterback coach because you understand how to break what the game What you can't down. do, teach. Yeah. That's what they say, yeah. right? That, yeah, that's, yeah. And, and that's that's really all that shit be. You know, like being in different spaces. like, But all these, and then what you influencing. Like I know a girl on social media, like what, Max B. You talk about Max B. Like that girl got a big ass building there. Like, that ain't no little shit. That ain't right. a little operation. Shout out to her, man. Like, man, like, like she one of the ones, like, G shit, I want I want home my show, like, ASAP. Like, if, she's on top of the list. Like, if I if I can say, like, a guest I want every time that nobody ain't talked to, Max B. Nobody make it happen. You feel me? So, like, when we go in the new season, I'm waiting on her. But, like, I'm, I'm, but even then, it's like, if you look at all the people who promoting her shit, right? So, I don't really want to call names, but like Momo and the rest of them, they got, they all promoting her shit. Yeah. Everybody who shit who around her promoting her, they influencing. So guess what? Because this girl using this shit, she got 10,000 fucking followers. Guess what? Out of that 10,000, guaranteed, she going to get 100 motherfuckers. That's going, 100 new customers. Mm-hmm. 100 new customers that's coming in every month. And see, that's a, also another mistake people make when they go out and look for influencing. Or they look for and PR in a situation like uh, what, what the nigga name is who made that Karen Civil? Um, Jordan Lucas. I don't know the situation, so I'm not saying it's what it is. Oh, but he was just saying off the strength of Nip. Like, oh, she, like she go with Nip. He's seen, he seen the work she did with, with Nipsey. Right. Yeah. And basically, you know, we all been in that situation. You right. see somebody doing some shit. You're like, okay, let me get let me get with that person. He I gave her he the full 60K. He paid the 60K up front, though. Up front. I ain't paying nobody. And he had a baby on the way. He had a baby on the way. No, I can feel. I can feel him though, because I. But I understand where he was coming from, and it was. I'll put it on the line, you know. And his last mistake. Yeah, it was a few mistakes that. That was a step of move. Yeah, it was a few. It was a few mistakes he made up front. No, yeah, no, that that wasn't (laughs) the best decision. That wasn't the best. It was was one of the things like he he checked and verified with other motherfuckers around before he made that investment, and so. Me personally, like it all came back on him, and everybody was like, "If you paid a sixty k and you had management, and you didn't receive anything, his whole argument was he had no no communication with her." No and when he finally got Once in touch had, with her, he, she was like, "I'm on vacation." Or and when he finally did, she was like, "I'm on vacation." Yeah. See, what well, that's the little stuff where we you can go I back go, and forth. You guys. All right. Appreciate you being on the shit. You feel me? But like that's the little shit where you can have the. The back and forth will make you choose the side, you know, because everybody can start adding the two cents from when they Yeah, everybody added two cents and what's this and what's that and. You but know. see, niggas gotta know like what what worked for Nip may not be specifically that work for you. That'll work for Jordan you. Lucas ain't got the same amount of like you got. You know what I'm saying? Like his presence, his influence. Nip's presence, presence and influence was way bigger in L.A. Right. Than 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 the niggas even knew. Right, like because of the different factors around the nigga being a crip, a million dollar crip. Right, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Like this nigga ain't no just any type of crip. And then he's the way he's moving with his team and what he talking about. Jordan Lucas, you just talking some shit. Yeah, like you, you not you even can a- rap, nigga. You, 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 you can rap. Like what? What separates you? Like why would I? It comes down to if we was if if you're a business. We talking about MVP. Your MVP is what set, like basically what separates you. Yeah. So like, on, from a business analyst um, standpoint, when you're trying to break down 
um, a decision on how you should make a decision. And hindsight is twenty twenty. You feel Always. me? You know what I'm saying? But you got to be looking at it as, okay, what's Karen's civil history? What type of artist? Most of these are street artists, hot street artists, where they already got some kind of momentum, and she just come slingshot them to the top. She, she necessarily just, ain't. She just cleaned the money up. Yeah, she ain't the ground up. She like, you already hot. Let me get you to the next level. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be looking for her. And then also, he's not necessarily a street artist. You going into a lane that at that time, you know, right now it's easier to maneuver in with the logics and all that. But you were one of the emerging artists out of that lane. So that was that was all new. It wasn't. It, it might not even been a person for y'all yet. You get what I'm saying? Like, and, and I mean, I, that too. But it's like I felt like I haven't listened to enough, enough of Jordan Lucas music. But the music that I have listened to has been majority positive. Um, it's been right on some heavy, you know, rap. Shit. It's really artsy in a sense it's, of it's, it's not like a thought from from what you were introduced to him. It wasn't like. Um, it was showcasing how good he was as a rapper, not necessarily making music that you're going to ride to and you feel like you're reflecting off yeah, of your own personal started, life. Because I'm, I'm basically basing mine off like some of the newer shit that I know of, right? So the stuff like when he made the records that really like about like social issues and shit like that made motherfuckers pay attention. If that's what he was... T- like when you think about context of the music then and the context of the music now, you know what I'm saying? Because I think the deal went down in like 2018 and some shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, your music in 2018 compared to your music in this time, what was that like? And the way you were introduced and yeah, what yeah. worked for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like like the introspective song he made about the black and white person, it came at the right time. Yeah. Like timing be so key with certain shit that you can't give nobody the... Um, and, yeah, and he... Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's one of the things like, it, it, that shit was all timing. And, and, and you know, you know to, to what's the name's point, like, you know, one thing I hate now is that you don't get the rollout. You don't get the anticipation. And I think we we got some of that with Donda. You know what I'm right. saying? We didn't get that. We don't get that with albums. We don't get that anticipation of the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we such in a rapid pace. Where that's why I said, tell people, like, Kanye's a fucking genius. No, you got it. Every time Kanye is ever, Kanye makes the whole world wait. I was going to say, you have to stop the world or, like, Remember that time he did the fucking videos all in like six different places at yeah, the same one down here. time, the free slave shit that yeah. he did, and nigga had everybody, that's the end, and then the, 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 the fucking, what he actually said at that time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta make moments, it ain't no way you could look away from, and it's not necessarily always being over the top, it's... Um, just, man, you might you might just come with a new flow, or, or come with a new style of beat at the right moment, and all eyes will be on you. Because it's fresh on the ears. Young boy. Like, a lot of these young niggas, like, I ain't gonna lie. When we was coming up, niggas didn't rap as good, like, per capita, like how it is now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all to the point where, like, let's say in the 90s, it was probably a lot of trash niggas and a few good niggas. In the 2000s, it was a lot more good niggas. Mm -hmm. But it was still, like, I ain't, you know, we didn't have to have as much competition as y'all. Yeah. Now, all y'all so good at the skill of rapping or can learn the skill of rapping that a lot of y'all good, y'all just making the same sound as shit. Exactly. So it's like, you actually sound good, but you ain't making nothing that I'm not hearing. So if I already picked one nigga, like if I already picked the NBA young boy, I, ne- I don't necessarily need to hear you. Exactly. It's like going back to kind of what T-Pain was saying. It's not that you can't, like, the, the substance 
can be can, got to change or nothing like that. It's just got man add one more little quirk in there that's unique to you, mm-hmm. and that little small thing of making niggas say, okay, I got to listen to both of these artists. Versus you sounding exactly like a nigga, picking the same beat. You can't sound like NBA young boy and then pick an NBA young boy type beat. Well, fucking put it on a put the NBA young boy on a on a West Coast beat. Then I that mean, that should be different. Even then, it's just like it's it's no not. I mean, that speaks to the individuality part of it. But when you look at like. Um, the way I look at it is like niggas don't do anything that shock you, right? That really like make you pay attention. And I'm trying to think of like, think of an artist in the last year, or think of an artist in the middle of the pandemic that made you pay attention to him, that wasn't major already. Right. So gotta, let's 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 go over that. Let's go over who who stood out like over the last two years. I would say, for me, it was. Wiz Kid, Larry June, and um, I guess I was yeah, and I say Griselda. And the thing about them was, it, it they all offered new things to my, to my ears. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Wiz Kid got me more into the Afrobeat shit because yeah. it's like, damn, all right, this is why I, this is why I can fuck with it at. Um, Griselda coming with a whole East Coast sound that I love with new niggas. I ain't listening to the same old shit. Boom. Then Larry June, Larry June more so because. People, I guess they see like, um, like how both of our content is. We down a similar lane. We both rap. We promote the same shit: healthy living, um, nature, ride. You know what I'm saying? Like that was okay. Damn, it's good to hear niggas like this putting this kind of content out, especially through music. Yeah. So it was a reason for me to want to hear that shit. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a lot like, of good music that just came and, and went too. Way, and I think with Joyner, it wasn't nothing that attached him to like. I nigga, you got a good song, but it's nothing that make me like. It's not like Nip when Nip say all money in, nigga. We doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like the nigga built the like dog. Like, so right, nigga comparing they shit to Nip. Like if you if Nip spun sixty and you spun sixty, let me tell you what's the difference was. Before Nip spun that sixty, he already had me reeled in, and I can speak for most of my close friends, Munch, Zabo, all us within the same time frame was already. On him and locked in on some like he started a malicious that, shit and was, we bought in. Yeah, because when Karen started, and, and it's true because when Karen actually started to work with him, she said that was really on the proud to pay campaign. That's when he did the hundred dollar CD because she had something. And we would, remember he had already did the hundred dollar CD when when he came down here and did well. Yeah, he had just released the hundred dollar CD maybe like two months, two three months, and he was on tour. With um um on tour and Dopey and T was the one who had basically booked him down here. The same niggas, right. Tariq. That's how we Matt, met him at um with, uh, yeah at Rolling Out. Yeah. Um, he came down here. Um, I think y'all was outside. I was in there doing sound for the shit. No, I met night. him at eight and nine. Oh, that was the, eight and nine. Um, shit. Oh, group, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's right. But yeah, he he came to um. But yeah, we, we was at that's when I was working at Avenue D and we did that show. But he had already he was already working. You know what I'm saying by that time. You feel me? Like, Karen Silver was already working on Proud to Pay, but like you said, we was already locked in, like, off the first, like, TMC or some shit. Like, yeah. it, was, I, I, it was it was way before that, like... I think Hustle in the House was the yeah, first the yeah. first song where the I seen a video. Song. I seen that shit way on the West Coast. Like, I seen... And what's so crazy is I seen... I heard the song on the West Coast before, because I was in Arizona. Yeah. I heard that was, it. what, 2009? 
That, yeah. Or two, no, 10, because that's when you came back. When I came back. And but then we got, yeah. booming over there, though. Right. And I was like, and I told It was on MTV Jams. That's when MTV Jams had just turned to, like, underground. Funk, who was with me in AZ all the time. I say this nigga Nipsey gonna gonna blow. Nah, for sure. Like that dog. Like when I seen how he was coming with it, I say, dog, just the nigga look. He dog. I'm like, dog, the nigga gonna the nigga gonna go. Like everything he was standing for. And it was like, there's I didn't even know until Jordan Lucas said he was from Boston, nigga. I didn't know he was from Boston, but that's why that shit didn't work out. Yeah, because the type of music, like I'm a nigga who love either street music. A very like deep emotional type music where I can sense some like real pain, struggle, or even just even good emotions. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and and I, and I'm be real. I'm more biased to street artists, but the after you did the black and white thing, right? That that was impactful for the moment. Yeah, that but that's not a, that's not that's not writer music. Music, you feel me? Yeah. You do the Will Smith thing. That's not writer music. Exactly. You know that's why I made the joke that um. I don't think he got. I don't think uh, Karen Stern, uh, Civil stole from him. Yeah, he was just paying homage to Cameron getting stole. Yeah, getting his shit stole from. You feel me? Yeah, because because <laughs> real, real talk, like every nigga situation different, and it's just like, and I and I I've been in this, been around this shit so so much, and like to the point where it's like you kind of like um, like fences. Remember when we was doing shows in Winwood, right? And. Everybody be like mad with me because they like they know much the plug he got the sound he know ex you know this person this person to get us on the show and they come to me as the sound person and I'm like yo y'all realize I'm a sound person yeah go to them like this they you know what I'm saying like you know and they bringing me the music I'm making sure that shit straight but it's like bro y'all ain't even build a relationship with the DJ y'all ain't build a relationship with the, the girl who threw the fucking event but y'all coming to me yeah it's like you trying to cut straight to the yeah. uh, to the point and it's like. Going back to um, comparing Nip to joining. So now you got Nipsey with niggas already locked in off of his philosophy and to the earlier point in the conversation, being a natural influencer. Yeah. As soon as I set eyes on that video, I was already on, on, on the team. You get what I'm saying? Like, this nigga not only had me as a fan, but he immediately altered how I move with music and, and creating a community right away. And you seen it because that's when yeah. me and you linked up. Bruh, yeah. nigga been doing merch since 2010. Yeah. We've been selling physical copies since 2010. We actually been making money off of what we got, some, something from nothing. Back then, following his model. So this nigga created a lifestyle. Ooh, we, I mean, we didn't really follow it, follow it. That no, we, I mean, we, yeah, have, we already we, had we, we, we like, and it wasn't just him. It was him it's and Currency. Like, Currency um, played Currency a big role into that, too. It, yeah. But what it did, it just gave us the confidence to, like, we know we got influence. Why we ain't gotta wait to bigger yeah. brands and stuff um, come to get us? That to, creative, I remember Creative Control. Yeah, that was that was a big. So we we got a chance to see with those niggas that we can do our shit from the jump, and and we were like the first niggas on on that type of shit over here for our little wave of people already having merch, already trying to book our own shows, already doing our shit because you you know sound shit why not why yeah. why don't we you know put our own parties together. So, a nigga having that type of influence, and then somebody who's still basically trying to break out, y'all gonna get two different results. Yeah, and and it wasn't, and 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 they said that they said that it was two different points, but I, I think what gets lost is like the work that, like even if I did give you sixty, like I need I need to see something, you know what I'm saying? Like we 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 had PRs, we had all that different shit, like. 
And understanding the business side of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, understanding, like, this is what this actual job does. This is what I need this person to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. fuck you giving me a proposal. I'm going to give you, I need, this is what I need. Now, give me a proposal with these things done. These are my deliverables that I need you to get done. I was going to say, you your know expectations got to meet the yeah. deliverables. This, so, this I, is the business part of this, the breakdown this, of this, not the gossip. This is like, you got to go into it saying, okay, what are they delivering on? And are they, like, my expectations, are you expecting Karen Silva to make you Jay-Z with $60,000 in a year? Or are you expecting her to increase your views across all platforms by 25%? That's that's a totally different act. That's something where you can say, okay, what do we need to do that? But if you're just saying, make me hot, you know, I'm going to do what I can. Mm -hmm. But you could take somebody to somebody and say, hey, I don't listen to that shit. Yeah, like, and that and that part kind of will fall back on you because it's just what what kind of product you you take into the person. Yeah, because he didn't have, like I said, he didn't have, and then and like, and I think about those times, like I said in Winwood, like we niggas would come to me, and I'm like, I can't do nothing for you. This ain't the right situation for you. Like, if you was in Winwood trying to be on some heavy street shit and rap, the shit wasn't working. And I wasn't trying to be, like, rude, but it was like, bro, this not the venue for you to do those type of songs. When we got these diverse-ass crowds coming in, you got motherfuckers. And, I, you know, like, it's a difference between, and I'm talking about the niggas who really, really was on that. You know what I mean? Coming in trying to do this heavy, like, 2000-style gangster shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's like, that wasn't going to work in Winwood. Where, like, nigga, they wasn't even checking you at the door when you walked in this motherfucker. Right. You know what I mean? It was a different time. Like, it's a different vibe. It's, you know, you had to read the room. So it was like, this may be the time to do them little emotional mellow songs or to connect with motherfuckers. But motherfuckers will walk in the room and want to do the most gangster shit and have 30 <laughs> niggas, you know, doing the promo shit. Yeah, look, you, like, dog, if you going, like, back then, Winwood was like, it. They, you know, niggas always like, like hipsters and and the underground crowd, they love gangster music. They love anything, but it's got to be presented to them in a, in a certain way. Yeah. So if you're doing some middle of Mississippi country trap shit from 2009, that wasn't gonna fly there. Yeah. There, you know, that's not what they were listening to. And then the crazy thing is, a motherfucker could come down six months later with that same style, flip it a certain way. And yeah. then now some hipster shit now. Yeah, and now some hipster But exactly. it got to be what they want it to be. Exactly. And that's that's what I feel like with Jordan. Jordan, Jordan looked at his situation like, damn, I need a nigga to, to baby blow. I need a nigga. And I, I think, I, I to me, the whole thing was like, it it, it, it kind of hurt Jordan, if you ask me, because I, I just lost all respect for him. You know what I'm saying? To an extent. Like, on a level of, like, that was a bitch move. And... It was a it was a it was a bitch move just to join niggas and assassinate another motherfucking character. Cause it just exposed how much a a pushover you was with it. You're like a gook you was. Like you gave a bitch 60k. And the fact that he was on there like, you know, I I, I you know, I was on my last and everybody know you was on your last. And then you the sympathy, no, I'm not gonna have simp for you simp. Like I'm not I'm just not. You know, everybody been talking this alpha and beta shit and they keep relating it to dating and hoes. But I ain't calling bro a beta. But that's really like the difference that's between the <laughs> like an alpha and beta. It's like, yo, nigga, you got got for the sixty, you gotta roll with the punches. 
Yeah. You feel like, me? Like, if you ain't go, if this ain't no street shit, well, you can go do something about it, which it ain't, because it's music yeah. industry, and yeah. she's protected by who knows who. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. So, like, you can't do nothing about it. You got to roll with the punches. You can even say how you feel to protect, like, if you wanted to protect artists. But niggas not going to feel no sympathy Before for you, you crying about having no son and, yeah. and, and, and or, you know what I'm saying, or a daughter. Got, I don't know what like, it was like, during that time. I got time. my shit on the way. I got all this. And it was like, that, I think it hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's cool. But it's like, nigga ain't going to have no sympathy for that. Like, that think, that's just really that's the answer. Saying, we we understand that. Like, I feel like it's going to hurt him because now you put... Now it put more pressure on you to put viable music out. And that's why it's all Right, because if like, she flip it and say, okay, the music wasn't good. Sure. Niggas going to be like, yeah, music wasn't good. Like, that's all Karen really had to say. If she really wanted to do damage control, she could have flipped it that quick. But yeah. that let me know she was ready to stand in that paint and defend it. So, you know, it is what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, again... Niggas don't have to have that sympathy for you because there was a million other fucking rappers having kids at the same time that ain't even have 60K to give nobody. So where do I start giving the sympathy at? It's still niggas lower I mean, than you on the run. He, he was talking about his investor, and it was an investor that was, that was already half a mil in. How many niggas we know two, three investors in? No, I know. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm saying. Like, you got, you You know, he, he pitched that shit as if, like, niggas supposed to feel bad. And that's why I say I think on the short, on the back end, it's gonna hurt him. Cause now he gotta put out viable music. Like I say, like, if you don't put out no viable records, niggas don't gonna give a fuck. We're gonna forget about that shit. And like, yeah, shit. bro, you ain't give me one. That you, wasn't the time for you to do that. Like, fuck, fuck me. You ain't give the people one. Cause it might not be for me. You feel me? No, he just didn't get, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he didn't give, um, like, he don't have a song. Like, like name a song. Like, I, can, I can't even name one of your songs on top of my head that's viable. Like, that nigga everybody gonna bop to. Like, it's not that. So that's what you, I'm saying. You, like your window finna close real short now, right? And then you need you need like a banger to back that up. Like unless uh, like like nigga, your best bet is to go write raps for films. That's his bet. Like and yeah. niggas niggas gotta realize that. That's like, a good space. That's a, like that's not like niggas ain't make, you making more money and niggas don't even know that was you at rap. Nigga can do fucking uh, mix rap was and not saying he a joke or something, but like. Sketch comedy. It's all other kind of, like how they did Hamilton. It's other spaces where yeah, niggas yeah, who rap as good as you can niggas, be in. Like, yeah, are you a writer or are you a writer? You know what I'm saying? Are you a rapper? Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a writer, you can go in different spaces. You could be writing shit for upper, newer artists up and coming. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know. Yeah, and it's like, dog, again, you just have a talent. You got to learn how it's best for you to apply the shit. And you still might be that nigga one day and end up being the next hove and all this shit. I ain't knocking no nigga dream or nothing like that. But it's the timing. Did you have the product at the time when you gave it to him? Is this really a finesse? Or is this just one of those situations to where the, the, the stars weren't lining up for you? You feel me? That's the type of shit where it's like you got to look in and analyze that yourself. But much. So overall... People were talking on the timeline today about PRs. Are they worth it or not? What's your stance? They worth it if you if you got an abundant. You got to have a lot of money. Not like you got to have a lot of money, but you got to know what those like that person's connections are going to get you. So it's not like a. It's a real great area. It's not like a yes or no that I can give you. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's all about filling it out. Filling it out and seeing where they, like, not even so much filling out. It's just doing your research and knowing, 
all right, this PR, this public relations person is going to get me this, 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 this unpaid media. So from a PR perspective, it's about what, what, what you can get without paying them because right. it's effort. So you shouldn't even really have to pay for like, when you're doing PR, yeah, you got to pay to some, some degree, but it's unpaid media. Shit so you can't get for like, sure. Like, like interviews. Yeah. Shit you can't or, or even like for me, like, um, let's say if I had a, a, a lesser known PR right now, I might be more populated than you. I might be walking myself in the building, but I can't manage my PR. So they just—I mean, my public relations. Yeah, yeah. Your, your PR is from that level is more more like if you're talking about just in general, like small. Business. Yeah, that, that'd be more like somebody who need to who trying to get in the game, and they got the skills to be a PR, but they need to get their feet wet. No, no, no. It's it's different ways because like even with what's the name when we had a PR person with the fridge, right? Right. Um, it's really being able to reach out to different media outlets. It's, that's really what it's about when I say unpaid media. Certain media, you cannot, you can't get paid for it. You right. know what I'm saying? So what I mean by that is, shit. Right, but I'm uh, saying you get to grow with somebody who may have a little bit more, um, inf- well, of course, yeah, they got more influence than you. Is basically you, yeah. you using their influence. To, to maneuver, to learn the rooms, you know and also build onto your, your, your so, portfolio. So literally, like, for instance, in the PR deal, like, in a typical world, if I was a PR, which I could have did it t- a couple times over, but it's leveraging your relationships. Right. So if I was a PR, I got, let's say I got an artist, and the artist need to get on the radio. All right, I can easily get the artist in front of their face and get them an interview on the radio and get them in the mix. It's about putting them in the place. You know what I'm saying? Now, if your music is good, that takes us a step further. If, if you know, they like you for some uh, reason, that gets you a step further. But I can't force that. You know what I'm saying? It's unpaid media. You know what I mean? It's right. based off the relationship. So, hey, this event is coming up. Hey, Jill, I need you on... I, j- I need to put this person as a guest on your show. And that's how these, these shows are put together. Yeah, being that's able to move and shake. There's a lot of PRs that's moving and shaking behind the scenes and that's putting that shit together. So yeah. if, it's, if, it's, if, if, if awareness, like if you're doing an awareness campaign, I think like PR shit is like very useful. Right. And, it's, and it is spaces where niggas can't just cover certain shit. Like I know what my weakness is. Like, you know, where I have influence, I might only need somebody to facilitate but where I'm going into a new space, I need somebody that yeah, can yeah, you, spearhead. Yeah, exactly. And that's all it is. It's just using somebody that kind of like, you know, that, that validate, you know what I'm saying? So you can then, when you do start doing the paid media, the paid media that you do, it makes sense. And we got we to gotta stop looking at them like all these jobs. It's just like broad sweeping terms. Like a, nah, one nah. PR is just one thing. And on the customer side... You got to do the due diligence to go into the right niches for you. Yeah, exactly. That's you know what I'm saying? saying? So, like, that's what I was saying about the whole thing with Karen. It was like, Karen is one type of PR. You you don't hire Karen Civil to do, um, for me, I wouldn't hire Karen Civil as a PR to do community shit, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and the only reason I'm saying I wouldn't, it's not that she can't do it, but I know her main thing is in music business. So why would I why would I bring her in for community shit? But she combines it. She combines it. But if I'm talking about real community shit, I ain't talking mm-hmm. about the little charity shit niggas be doing. That little charity shit. If I'm if I'm like if the I'm Haitian really, um huh? benefit concert at the Oasis. So yeah, that all that shit like that. That's charity shit. That's what you need Karen for. Cause Karen gonna put together that type of shit for artists. And organizations, you feel me? So if you need her, if you if you got an event like the Haitian, really, she gonna put that together. Mm-hmm. But it ain't just her. Trust me, it ain't just her. Cause I know it ain't her. It's another girl on top of her, 
and she don't even talk. She don't even like to be seen. Karen's been a while around for a while. Yeah, she been around for a while, and there's no slight on none of them. You know what I'm saying? It's See, for, I think for me, like Karen is to me is like when you got the momentum. Yeah, like like you, I'm you already, already I'm already who I am. Go go like um I'm already at this level. I can't break past this level. You know everybody else at the top. Hope like if I'm Nipsey going to Karen. Hove already know who I am. You just making, you just, you just connecting you the dots. My paperwork. Yeah, you making you this shit work. Me up to I, the point where now everything I got a press kit that's done. This industry standard press kit. It ain't just the regular press kit that such and such put up, and that shit posted. That shit been working for me for so long. Nah, this the shit that got all your shit in it. Yeah, the PR person she gonna link you with this person who gonna who gonna get this right for you. Gonna get this right for you. Get your graphic designer. You need your logo done. You need this done. You need this. They work. That's what the PR and them is doing. They really orchestrating shit behind yeah. the scenes. You know what I'm saying? For you to clean up your your brand image. So it's unpaid, unpaid, really unpaid. Like you, you, in a sense, it's a un, it's a paid job, but it's unpaid in the sense of how, how the transactions go. Because these are these are more based on relationships. Right. Like if you want to get on my show, if you want to get on Trapping Ain't Dead, like it's based on much fucking approval. Right. It ain't based on some producers or none of that shit. Now you go on a different station, like for instance, they pay. This is this is the advertising side of it. Um, a business goes and pays Cox Media. Yo, no matter what, them ads gotta run. If they say they want that ad to run during eleven o'clock segment, motherfucker, that shit gotta run. Right. Because that's specifically what the fuck they paying for. But if you want if you want to get some awareness about something that's going on. You know what I'm saying? And you and, and you want to you want to get your voice out there, and you want to get people to know who you are. You go get you get the interview instead of paying for the ads. But that's but, what you gotta you, you gotta know you gotta, you gotta, gotta know, know who you. That's the PR side. If you getting in the door, you gotta know who you paying before you pay them. Because niggas yeah. niggas ain't go turn down the check. Right. You ask for a PR. I'm a PR. I'm gonna do what I think should have been done, right. and then and we gonna see if stages. it works. And then there's different stages, and, and, and you know what I'm saying about where you where you at in it. And then you got different people who offer a variety of services, and that's why it get mixed up. Like this is what you paying for. So you pay for when you pay really pay. You pay for a mixture of paid and unpaid media yeah. from right. this because this, this, this was person. 2018, right? And this and this like, PR person yeah, has 17, relationships 18. that you don't have that can right. like even though you paid for paid fences, somebody anybody can go pay iHeart, but I'm a motherfucker. You can get you, like one phone call. You can get your your record spent. Fuck that local love shit. I ain't gonna say who, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Like one phone call on a certain artist. If you got the bag. Certain artists switched up. They whole goddamn and it wasn't even about a bag. It was. It, this is the PR side of it. One artist I happened to like. I I I he was on my show. Came um. I heard he was basically he switched his whole style up. You know what I'm saying. And pretty much. When he switched his whole style up, the song I knew the people didn't understand, they never heard him in this light before. And when I when I did this, I made a phone call to PK. And when I made a phone call to PK at the station, I say I, he, he say I'm gonna listen to it later. And I say no, you gotta listen to this shit right now. Only reason he, he listened to it right now because Munt said no, you gotta listen to this shit right now. It's called leverage, people. You feel me? I know that's the only fucking reason now. This person, this, these two people now on the, on, on the bigger scale, this person 
the, the artists don't know that this person on the radio fuck with them heavy and that all they got to do is give them the fucking records. Mm -hmm. They'll spend them shits all fucking day. But I got to be the person in the middle saying, yo, play this record. So when that record gets spent on the radio and it's going like, why the fuck that got paid? He didn't, that artist ain't paid for shit. You feel me? He didn't pay for shit for that, that, that song to get played on the radio one time. But if you want to get your record played, because you, you, you can't play, you can't pay for radio. So it's all relationships. It's that's, PR. That's when being on your job, when you're it's consulting you or PR or manager. you paying a motherfucker to come out to your show to do media coverage. Because guess what? The motherfuckers at the radio station, they, they part-time employees. You feel me? That's somebody at the door? Yeah. That's the um, postman. Yeah, but look, you got to pay the right people. Whether it's a consultant, whether it's um, a doctor. You know what I'm saying? If something wrong with your foot and you go into a back doctor, you're in the wrong place anyway. And you also got to be able to uh, distinguish between that shit. And a lot of times we just feel like we'll hear a word or a buzzword on some shit like, yeah, um, I need a peer, or I need a manager, or I need management, or I need to be in an agency. You go to the wrong agency, and they don't even have the artists doing the same type of music you do. Right. They don't have like they're not like, doing those type talk of tours. About that all the time, like like this, artists will be on the wrong label. You know what I'm saying, or have the wrong management team. You feel me? Because the management don't know how to properly market them at the time, or don't know how to do it. Right. You feel me? And this happens a lot. Or where there's like for instance, when we you know, one I think one of the the ones that pop up to my mind is Rizza. When Rizza be when was RZA on Tommy Boy. Yeah, it was on Tommy Boy. They didn't understand that grunge shit. They didn't right. understand this new shit that was coming in. Right. You feel me? And I think that's what Oh, it was. they first deal. Yeah, his first deal. His first deal. Yeah. When he was you know um yeah. King when he was by himself. Yeah. Rakim or some yeah. shit like Prince. Prince, Prince Rakim. Rakim. You feel me? And then they took the damn sample away from him. I was so mad. Would have been, been more fucked over had RZA just gave them niggas didn't let yeah. them do what they do. He protected them niggas in a way that, 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 that them niggas have to appreciate. Right. He said, give me five years. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes, like, when you're dealing with crews and shit like that, like, niggas don't have the mindset to, un to appreciate certain shit while it's going on. Or yeah. trusting the person, one hundred percent. Because sometimes even the person is like their vision; it ain't tangible yet. Right. Yeah. But you like shit. If you signing up to rock with rock with them, you got to rock with. Right. One hundred percent. But to double back to what you were saying about um, Tommy Boy didn't understand his sound or the sound that he wanted to do because there was nobody else on the label like that or looking towards music like that. I don't know. I I can't remember what what it was, but. It was something about like a um, an artist going to a label who didn't have somebody like him because there was nobody like him. I yeah. wouldn't be shelved, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it works, but you gotta have people who who are who are like who are open and innovative, right? right? So like a lot of times, like one of the, the traps of fucking hip hop at one point became going to Def, Def Jam. Mm. Def Jam was the fucking place to be. I at, thought you was gonna at, say at Bad Boy. But, I'm not gonna lie. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna it, lie it to you. It depends on what which artist you was. If it was Bad Boy, Def you know, Jam. what I'm saying is what I'm saying is Def Jam. It like everybody wanted to be on Def Jam, mm -hmm, right? Right. Def Jam was the culture because it was Russ Russell, and all LL, that other shit, right? Rick Rubin. But it yeah. didn't work for everybody. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you want an East Coast artist, like for instance, I have a theory that every big artist. 
no matter what region they from or whatever the main style they have, they still slightly an East Coast artist. Yeah. So, like, you have a Trick Daddy who is a huge legend, but he is traditional Miami. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rick Ross, who is Miami-esque, but more so an East Coast artist. Mm-hmm. You got Drake. He's from Toronto, and he got all these, but he has an East Coast style. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, East Coast. Listen to all the niggas in Detroit, and then listen to Big Sean. He's the East Coast version of Detroit because that's how rap started. That's one, that's one thing, like, when rap started, since it started that way, we are all, um, I guess, like, cued in on one specific sound that we can all agree on, mm-hmm. which is the East Coast, somebody kind of having bars, rapping on specific beats. But then we branch off from there. Like, I like West Coast music. You know what I'm saying? I like certain um, types of trap music. I don't like all the new shit that's out. But, like, new versions of it. That's what we all start to split off. But, like, a nigga like Drake, we all kind of generally agree yeah, on, like... I mean, everybody agree on Drake. It's just either you like him or you don't, but you can't deny, like... Yeah, Kanye. Niggas, Kanye is, is from Chicago, but do he sound like what the majority of what Chicago sounds like? Nope. Because he's the East Coast version of what that shit was. I mean... Common. Common. Same That's thing. what I'm saying, like... East Coast, they... Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Like, think I about the biggest niggas of all times. All the biggest niggas of all times can fit on a song with each other, no problem. The hottest niggas right now, that's like a huge genre-bending thing within hip-hop already. You put an Eminem on that track? Nope. <laughs> um, 